Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right, all right. This is Elder G. Bazaar. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming from Warren, Ohio. This is Watchman on the Wall. Watchman on the Wall. End time. Internet ministry. Calling on SOS. Save our souls. Save our soul. I'm calling the SOS. Save our soul. The only one that can save souls is Jesus Christ. No other name given under heaven where men can be saved in the name of Jesus Christ. If your soul needs to be saved, Jesus Christ is the only one that can do it. Going to church ain't going to do it. Looking good ain't going to do it. Singing ain't going to do it. Spending your money, giving your tithes and offerings ain't going to do it. You have to be born again. That's what I'm emphasizing on. Until I die, you must be born again. Jesus Christ told Nicodemus, came to Jesus by night one time, and the Lord told him, said, ye must be born again. Nicodemus said, Lord, I'm old. I'm feeble. I can't get around like I used to. Can I go back up into my mother's womb and come out and be born again? No. Jesus said, no, you can't do that. That's done. You're here. You're here. You're here forever. Amen. You 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 may you may have physical death, but your spiritual soul will never die. And so Jesus said, "Ye must be born again." He meant a spiritual birth, a new, a new birth, a birth that comes from heaven, a birth that will last forever, a birth that means eternal life. Jesus Christ is the only one. Oh my 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 my. Jesus Christ is the only man on the planet that's been on the planet, God in man, God in man. Jesus Christ was God Almighty in the flesh, came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many receive him, he give them power to become the sons of God. And he's coming back again, and this time he's not coming to be born in a manger. He's not going on no picnics. He's not going to take you on a excursion. He's coming to judge the world in righteousness, righteousness, in his righteousness. And if you have not been born again, you cannot be made righteous but by the blood of Jesus Christ. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Jesus Christ died once and for all, went down in the grave, and they sent it up into the Most High, sitting on the right-hand side of the Father, making intercision for you and I that we may come to him. Please, whatever you do, don't die without Jesus Christ. Woo! Don't die without Jesus Christ. Please don't die without Jesus Christ in your life. Ye must. You have to be born again by the Spirit of God through the burial, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, coming back to life, stand up on this earth for 40 days and 40 nights, ascended up on, up on high, stayed in heaven until 10 days was up, and that was the day of Jubilee. And he said, I'm going to send you a promise that I told my forefathers, that you shall receive power from on high, which is the Holy Ghost, and you shall be a witness for me. Not for nobody else, but for me. For who? Not me. Not George Bazaar. Be a witness for Jesus Christ. That's the duty of the church. That's the duty of the church, to be a witness to the world that Jesus Christ is Lord, God Almighty, in the flesh, all by himself. He's one. He's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. He's all one. 
Ain't no two gods, ain't no three gods, ain't no three heads in heaven. Jesus Christ if you said, if you see me, if you look at me, you see the Father already. I am in the Father, and the Father's in me. He said, the works that I do is not I that does it, but the Father that does the works in me. I'm going to give him the glory because he's in me. Woo, he's in this body. He's in this body of flesh. He's in this body of flesh and blood. And he said, no man can get to the Father except to come by Jesus Christ. You can't go to heaven by Baptist, Presbyterian. Woo, my God. Let me, see. Let me, let, let me get my, my schedule out here. Amen. These are religions that you can't go to heaven on. Amen. You can't go to heaven on these religions. You'll never make it. Amen. I'm gonna get them right here. I got them all. I got them all mapped out here, and I'm gonna name some religions that you'll never make it to heaven. You'll never make it. None of them. Not one. Not one iota. There's only one way to heaven. I cannot emphasize on that enough. There's only one heaven, one hell, one baptism, one birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died one time. He's not coming back down here to die no more. Next time he comes, he's coming for what? He's coming to judge the world in righteousness, and he's going to do it in the period of seven years. The seven years is getting ready to occur. We're getting ready to walk in to the seven-year tribulation. For the seven-year tribulation cannot arrive, cannot come, until after the body of Christ is being, what, translated from earth to glory. That is called the rapture. The rapture, which means caught up, which means to be lifted from one spot to another, to be excommunicated from this earth. Christ is going to remove his body, his body. His body is bought with a price, and that price he paid on Calvary. So don't let nobody tell you all religions, all religions, man-made religion, can never, 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 never get you to heaven. You've got to come by Jesus Christ because somebody had to die and be a substitute for you for your sins. Christ died for the sins of the world, and he's the only one that died. He's the only one that got up out the grave by himself. He's the only one that ascended up into heaven. He's the only one sitting on the right-hand side of authority, oh, sitting on the right side of, him, of himself, God Almighty, and he will answer your prayers if you pray earnestly and repentant spirit and pray in the repentant spirit, meaning that you're willing to Accept Jesus Christ in a repentant spirit, a contrite spirit. You regret the sins that you have committed against God Almighty, and you want Christ to come into your life so he can change your life and make you a sinless person. What you mean? What you mean, preacher? How can you be a sinless person? Your soul is what needs to be saved. Your spirit is what needs to be saved. That's being set free from sin by what? The blood of Jesus Christ. When Christ comes into your life, he sanctifies your soul, your spirit forever. You're saved forever. The only sin that you're going to be dealing with is the sins of the flesh, the world, and the devil. But when you get saved, God saves your soul. 
and you grow into maturity as you walk in this new life. And this new life is in Christ. Therefore, if a man, therefore, if a man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, everything is brand new. Now you are able to live a Christian life. Everybody to say they're Christian don't mean they're Christian. You can say it by lip service, but the heart is far from it. So what we're going to talk about this evening, first we're going to get you arranged up and let you know what religions that you'll never go to heaven. None. No man-made religion. Let's bow our heads. Eternal Father, we come to you right now. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you give us. We ask you right now, use my lips to pray that I speak your word, out of your word that men, women, boys, and girls can see what's going on in the world today. And, Lord, we want you to come on in and convict hearts, convict the hearts that are hearing this word, because it's not me speaking, it's the Spirit speaking, and that is the Holy Ghost. We thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, religion. How many religions are in the world? There's over 3,000. In the United States, there's over 3,000. World religion, there's over 6,000. 6,000 different kinds of ways that man can try to get to heaven or try to please God with. Here's a religion. Jehovah Witness, a religion. Never, never get you to heaven. Jehovah Witness will never get you to heaven. I don't care what they're teaching. They ain't teaching the Bible. They ain't teaching Jesus Christ died and rose again. They ain't teaching that he's coming back again. They ain't teaching the blood sacrifice that Christ gave on Calvary's cross. They're not teaching that. They're not teaching repentance. They're teaching good works, work, knock on people's doors and stuff like that, you know, try to live a good moral life. That's religion. But religion can only, false religion only comes by, by man-made. And Jesus Christ is not a religion. Jesus not, is not a thing. Jesus Christ is not a it. Jesus Christ is God Almighty, period, in the, in the flesh. Woo! And God Almighty became flesh and came down here on this earth, and he died. He died on Calvary's cross. He was beaten to a pulp. He was beaten till you couldn't even recognize him. He was hung high, stretched wide. They tell me he beat him so bad that you couldn't even recognize him, and men could not look up on him because they had disfigured him so bad, and he dropped his head and he died, and that was the only God-man that could do it. All other gods, all other gods, SOS, all other gods are false gods. All other religions that's not coming from the Bible, strictly from the Bible, all from the Bible is false religion. Anybody that denied that Jesus Christ is the Christ is not of God. This is the Antichrist. What is an Antichrist? An Antichrist is a person that denies that Jesus Christ is God Almighty, that he died and rose again. That's an Antichrist. They're anti-God. They're against the atonement of the blood of Jesus Christ that he suffered and died on Calvary's cross. They don't believe it's necessary to receive Christ in your life. They don't believe in the change of life. Jehovah's Witness can't get you to heaven. They got a little Bible doctrines, but it can't get you to heaven. What can get you to heaven? Christ. Christ. Jesus Christ. The Christ in the Bible. I'm talking about the true God, living God, Jesus Christ himself. So here are some other religions that will never get you to heaven. 
Amen. Here we got Jehovah Witness. Won't make it. Humanism. Humanism will never make it. Occults. All the world cults. All the secret societies. All the Illuminatis. All these religions will never get you to heaven. I'm telling you. Not what I'm saying, but what the words say. Jesus Christ said there's no other way but him. No man can get to God Almighty except he come by Jesus Christ. You've got to bow down on your knees, confess with your mouth, and believe with your heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by the power of God. And the Bible said if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, thou shalt be saved. You've got to repent of your sins. You've got to make a walk a turn from your sinful ways and your sinful attitudes and your sinful doing and come to Jesus Christ in a humble spirit and repent of your sin and tell Jesus Christ to come into your life. Otherwise, you're going to miss heaven. So humanism comes from hell. Occults comes from hell. Evolution comes from hell. Witchcraft comes from hell. Atheism comes from hell. Buddhism comes from hell. Taoism comes from hell. Islam comes from hell. Secularism comes from hell. Uh-oh, wait a minute. Let's stop here. Judaism, where did it come from? It comes from the Old Testament era where God chose a people, and he institute, instituted Judaism for the first 3,000 years. He was instituting Judaism. Judaism was a type and shadow of a blood sacrifice of animals, turtle doves, goats, red heifers. It was a substitute until the original Christ comes. A Christ was not an animal. Christ was God. God in the flesh came down here on the earth to be slain before the foundations of the world for the sins of man. Man's sin, man's sin is devastating. Man's sin God hates. God don't hate humanity now. God does not hate humanity. He hates the sin that's in man. God hates you so bad. He hated so bad if he didn't have the love that he did have, he would destroy the whole world. He almost did. In the days of Noah, out of all those people who was on the days of Noah, only eight folks got saved. And the only ones that got saved was Noah and his family. And the reason he got saved, because God found grace in the eyesight of Noah, because he was a righteous man, he was a preacher of righteousness, and the Lord said, make an ark. And Noah obeyed, and he obeyed, and he took him a hundred years to build that ark. And his family got on the ark, and he had invitations for all the people that was on the face of the earth in that time to come on on the ark, but they refused it. They said, you old phony, you old gray-headed monkey, you ain't got nothing for us. We ain't never seen no rain. You a crazy man. But Noah kept on building. Noah kept on telling them. And I'm telling you right now, Brother Bazaar has been going for, what, almost 58 years. I've been preaching the gospel from Genesis to Revelation. I ain't missed a beat. I'm telling you right now, there's no religion. There's no religion can get you to heaven. Religion is a pit of hell because people make up these doctrines and make up these ways to try to get to heaven to exclude the cross. And when you exclude the cross, you're hell bound. Jesus Christ is a Savior. He's the one of only. He's the one that made the heaven and earth. 
Christ said, I am the beginning and I am the end. I'm the first and the last. He said, at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow in the tongue and will confess. Jesus Christ is the only one that the world should be bound to. You should be bound to no other God, no other entity, no other demon, no other fallen angel. Only one that you should bow to is Jesus Christ because he is God Almighty in the flesh. Which crowd? Trying to reach God. Atheism don't believe in God, but yet still they want to believe in God when they need him. But see, God is nothing to play with. Atheism is a religion. Buddhism on the way to hell. Taoism, Islam, circleism, Judaism was the only religion that God instituted in the Old Testament but after the Old Testament was over, Jesus Christ came and died once and for all for the sins of the whole world, and it deleted Judaism. Judaism is no longer in use. Judaism is no longer had the power that it did have in the Old Testament because Jesus Christ came and died for the sins of the world, and since it was a sinless sacrifice, his blood was sinless. He was sinless. He never did wrong. He was right all the time. He's righteous in all his ways and holy is all his work. God never make a mistake. When Christ came down here, he was a perfect man, perfect man. And that perfect man, God was in that man. And that man is called Jesus Christ. He suffered and died. Now, Judaism is no longer in use. No more power. So you can't get to heaven on Judaism. You can't get to heaven on paganism. You can't get to heaven on agnosticism. You cannot get to heaven on Hinduism. You can't get to heaven on spiritualism. You can't get to heaven on Baha. You can't get to heaven on Scientology and Deists. You can't get to heaven on Voodoo and Satanism and Circleism and Mormonism. All that is damnable. All that is hell bound. Now, there are some Protestant churches that's around. Uh, for instance, I, I was raised uh, a, a Christian in the Baptist faith. I was raised a Christian in the Baptist denomination. Baptist is not a way to salvation. If you're Baptist, that don't mean you're going to heaven. I was raised Christian in a Baptist home. My dad wasn't born a Baptist. He was a Baptist minister. So I'm not going to heaven off a of denomination. I'm not going to heaven off a of Church of God in Christ or any other main denomination. That's some some are preaching the word and some are not preaching the word. Some are not holding to sound doctrine. Some are not living holy. Some 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 are, are deleting and, and and trying to get to heaven off of good works. These religions and denominations cannot get you to heaven. Let me tell you how it is. It's the blood of Jesus Christ and only Christ. His shed blood is the only way that a man can come to know God because the soul is in the blood. And Jesus Christ shed his blood, and he opened up the fountain, and when the fountain was opened, the blood came streaming down, and the Holy Spirit left his body on Calvary's cross, and that opened the fountain for men to be saved after the resurrection. Because after the resurrection, the debt of sin was paid for by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So what I'm trying to tell you, my friends, my brother, my love, my loved ones out there, those that I'm trying to tell you, your name 
has nothing to do with your salvation. Your church going has nothing to do with your salvation. Salvation comes by faith, not by works, least any man should boast. We all have sinned. Every individual, individual person on this earth have sin. Nobody is born without sin. Nobody is born righteous. Nobody is born good enough or righteous enough for God to accept them. The only way God it can accept anybody, whoo, they must be born again. They must be saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. They must humble themselves and repent of their sin and confess the Lord Jesus Christ with their mouth. In other words, tell the world, I am saved. The blood of Jesus Christ saved my soul by his resurrection. I I am now a child of God. I confess it. I believe it. I lean on it. I trust in it. I know it. Nobody can change my mind. I know that, and I want to live for Christ. For Christ, for Christ, I live, and for Christ, I die, because he's the only one that can save anybody's soul. I hope you can get a hold of this. I hope you can get a hold of this. Circleism, no good. Mormonism, no good. No world religion, Catholicism, no good. It ain't the Catholic that saved you. It's Jesus Christ that saved you. There's some people in this Catholic church saved. Some in the Baptist saved. Some in the Presbyterian saved. Some in the Lutherans saved. Some of these people are saved in the church. But the church don't save you. They have to confess Christ with their mouth and believe with their heart. And when they believe with their heart, it brings salvation Jesus Christ come to your life by the Spirit and through the shed blood is his blood on Calvary's cross. So what I'm saying, don't trust in man's religion. Don't trust in it. I ain't trusting in the Baptist. I'm not trusting in the Lutheran. I'm not trusting in the Pope. I'm not trusting in the Catholic. I'm not trusting in the Presbyterian. I'm not trusting in no cult. No voodoo, no voodoo. I'm not trusting in secret societies, Illuminati, or Baphomet, or Skeva. I'm not trusting in that diabolical demon-possessed spirits that are taking control of people's minds today, and they'll believe everything else, but they won't fall on their knees and confess their sin and say, Jesus Christ, come into my life by my faith that I have. I know that you died. I know that you suffered for me. I know you went down in the grave. I know you got up on the third day morning. I know that I know that I know that I know, and I'll tell the world that I know that you died for me and I have a changed life. I'm now living for Jesus Christ and him only. I'm not giving the devil the time of day. Why? Because he's a liar. He's a liar from the pits of hell. He's going to hell. He's on his way to hell. He knows his only way to hell. And right now, living in a terrible generation where men are dying, killing, murdering, where children are being killed, where the earthquakes and pestilence and diseases and wars are going on so terrible, so people are telling me now, what's going on? What's going on? i tell you what's going on. Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back to this earth, and before he come back, he's going to remove the body of Christ, and that's next on the list. So all these religions is worthless. This is Brother Bazaar telling you this from the Word of God. I'll go. Let's go and see what the Bible says about this salvation that I'm talking about. And if you can find anywhere in the Bible 
anywhere in the Bible that there's another way to go to heaven other than Jesus Christ. I'll sit down in front of you and eat every page in the Bible. That's a fact. In the book of Acts, let's see what the Bible says. The book of Acts, go to fourth chapter of the book of Acts, the 12th verse. Fourth chapter, 12th verse. This is what it says, and this is what it means. 4.12 says, It says in the book of Acts, four twelve. Here we go. Acts four twelve, neither. Neither is there salvation, all right, neither is there salvation in any other, any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now read it again now. This is is scripture. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Pastor Peter said, there is no other name in the heavens, on the other side of heaven, underneath heaven, around heaven, There's no other name on this earth than the name of Jesus Christ that any man can be saved. He cannot be saved on his looks, on his money, on his fame, on his glory, on whatever. He cannot be saved except he come by Jesus Christ. For there is only one way that a man can receive Christ. He must believe that he is the Son of God. God himself in the flesh, and that he died and rose again, and he's coming back again to get a church. Must believe that he is who he say he is, and he is the salvation of the whole world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. There is no other scriptures in the Bible that can top that scripture, because Jesus Christ is the only person on in heaven and on this earth that can save your little soul. Your little soul can only be saved by Jesus Christ. So that fixes that. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. I want to get you a little basis here. In the book of Ephesians, in the book of Ephesians, fourth chapter, amen. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it so we can read it and get an understanding on this salvation. And then we're going to get into the Word. We're going to get into the Word of God. 
Amen, amen. We want Ephesians fourth chapter. In the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Four and one. All right, therefore, the prisoners of four and one, Ephesians four and one. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness, meekness, with long suffering, bearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. For listen, for listen, for listen now, for there is one body and one spirit, even as you call in one hope of your calling. One Lord, Jesus Christ, one faith that he did, what he did at the cross, one baptism, for salvation refers to the believer baptized into Christ, which was done at the cross. It has nothing to do with the water baptism. This baptism that I'm talking about now is a baptism of the Holy Ghost. When you receive Christ into your life, you are baptized on the spot right there. And there's only one baptism. And then the Bible says, one faith. Ain't no one faith. There ain't no 20,000 different kinds of faiths in the world. One faith. One Lord. And that faith is in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why? Because in the book of Hebrews, Lord have mercy. Let's go get Hebrews. I want to, I want to base it, base it on Hebrews. Hebrews. Hebrews, chapter, 12th chapter. 12th chapter of Hebrews. Here it is. It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto who? Looking unto who? Looking unto who? Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author. And finisher of our faith. That's your faith. Your faith ain't in the the, the, the denomination. Your faith ain't in your car. Your faith ain't in your wife. Your faith is in Jesus Christ because he's the author. He's the designer. And he finished it. He finished it on Calvary's cross when he dropped his head between the locks of his shoulders. That finished the faith. Faith now is a substance of things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. You cannot come to God unless you believe that he is and come to him in a humble, meek, repentant spirit. Why? Because there's only one faith. There's only one baptism. There's only one heaven. There's only one hell. There's only one way you can get to heaven. You've got to come by Jesus Christ, who for the joy that was set before him, Jesus Christ, endured the cross despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, so my faith looks up to thee. Who looks up to who? Jesus Christ, God Almighty. It was by faith that Noah built the ark. It was by faith 
that Samson was able to kill those Philistines. It was by faith that the walls of Jericho fell. It was by faith that Sarah, that Sarah had a child uh, past her age. It was by faith that Joshua called out to the Lord and told him to stop the sun and stop the moon, that it won't go down for a whole day to fight a battle. And the, the Lord stopped the sun, that it wouldn't go down for a whole day. It was by faith. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. The just, the righteous, shall live by faith. I'm not living by works. I'm not living by money. I'm not living by myself. I'm living by faith in who? Jesus Christ. For what he done for me, nobody else could do. Nobody has done. What is wrong with the world today? Everybody want to go their own way. Everybody want to have their own religion. Well, if you want to have your own religion, then you're going to have to suffer where all false religions go. False religions go to hell because false religion is any religion that deny, that deny, that deny that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he suffered, that he done miracles, that he hung on Calvary's cross, that he, that, that he bled and died, went down in the grave, come up on the third day morning with all power in heaven and his earth, and now he's coming back again. That's faith. And if you don't live by faith, you ain't living by nothing. And if you don't have faith, in Jesus Christ and his atonement on Calvary's cross and put your heart and soul and mind on the cross is it and nothing else, you're going to die without Christ and go to hell. And you don't want to go to hell. Brother Bazaar don't want you to go to hell. Brother Bazaar wants you to repent, like the Bible said, and turn from your wicked ways. The Bible says, except the man repent. He's going to likewise perish. We're living in that time now that I want to lay that foundation for you to let you know I'm preaching Christ and him only. I ain't preaching nobody else. I ain't preaching, uh, I'm not preaching Daniel. I'm not preaching, I'm preaching what Daniel said, but I'm preaching Christ because he is the only one that was capable enough to do and bring such a great salvation to deliver my soul from the pits of hell, and hell is real. Hell is authentic. Hell is a place where what? All the wicked, the unbelievers, the liars, all those that disbelieve that God is who he say he is, Jesus Christ will die and go to hell. Because if you don't have a change before you leave this planet, if you don't have a change of heart, mind, and soul before you leave this planet, you're going to die in your sins. And the only way that you're capable enough is dying without sin is receive Christ in your life right now. And I'm talking about sins of the spirit. I'm talking about sins of the soul because that carnal nature is still there with you. And the Bible said we all have sin come short of the glory of God. So you can't walk around here saying, I ain't never done nothing wrong. Because you have, because we sin every day. We don't practice it. We don't practice sin because there's a lot of difference between practicing sin and 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 and, and, and trying to omit from sinning. Things that we do, don't want to do, we do. Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from this body of death? So sin is in that body, but you need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. 
to keep that flesh under subjection. You need the Holy Ghost to love everybody. You need the Holy Ghost to have long suffering. You have to have the Holy Ghost to walk in this world today. Woo! In the presence of God Almighty, knowing that you're doing God's will, it takes the Holy Ghost in you to walk this narrow way. And the world is saying today, oh, we could do what we want to do. God's going to forgive me. Yes, he'll forgive you. But let me tell you something. If you have not been saved, you need to be saved right now. You need to come to Christ right now. And I ain't talking about going to church. Going to church is good. Love going to church. Love to hear good singing. Love to hear shout. Love to study God's word. Love to go to the Bible study. I love that. I've been doing it for 50, 50, 50, almost 58 years. I ain't got tired yet. I love Christ. I love him with all my heart, all my mind. And I'm my, my soul is yearning for him to come back, yearning, crying out, yearning. But the Bible says, occupy till I come, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to preach it in season, out of season, when they don't want to hear it, when they want to hear it, I'm going to preach it until the day I die because I ain't got nothing else to preach about. Nothing else is like the joy that the Lord can give me. Nothing else is like eternal life. Nothing else is like going to see Jesus and live with him forever. Nothing's like going to streets of gold and seeing all my loved ones. Oh, my God. They were, I'm going to a place where it's always howdy, howdy, never goodbye. I'm going to a place where I can see God face to face. Why? Because the Bible Say, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I want to see God. I want to see Jesus Christ. I want to see the angels. I want to see all the prophets. I want to see my loved ones, my mom, my dad. Oh, I want to see all the ones I got in contact while I was here on earth. I want to have a good time with Jesus Christ. That's my heaven. Right now, I got the best of heaven living in me, Jesus Christ. His Holy Spirit lives, walk, talk with me. Yes, I've been discouraged. Yes, I've been peeved. Yes, I've been upset. But I'm going to press on to the high call which is in Christ Jesus, because I know he's coming soon. We're going to talk about something now that a lot of people don't like. We're going to talk about the trumpets, the trumps, the trumps in the Bible. The trumps in the Bible found in Revelation. In Revelation, we see seven trumpets that's going to be blown in the tribulation period. The tribulation period is a period in which God will what? You know what God's going to do? He's going to hand this world over to Satan. He's going to hand this world over to Satan. He's going to let him have it. Because Satan has been trying to destroy God's plan for the last 6,000 years. He has ravished this planet. He has tore it from top to bottom. He has caused more wars and killings and murders and all kinds of low-down, dirty, rotten stuff that he is doing right now. He's been doing it ever since the Garden of Eden. He's been doing it all across the B.C. He came all the way across A.D. He done did it before the cross. He's doing it after the cross because he knows that he ain't got up but a short time and his time is running out and he's roaring like a lion seeking he may devour and if you get in his way, if you start tampering with all his little gimmicks and his stuff he got, he's going to catch you. If you stay away from the cross and don't come down and bow your face to the ground and say, Lord, I'm a wretched old sinner. Save my soul. I'm a low-down, dirty sinner. I need your grace. I need your love. I need your mercy. I need your blood. Save my soul because I know one thing's getting ready to happen. The trumpets are getting ready to blow. The trumpets almost blow. And you know the first trumpets 
it's going to sound. Paul said, in a moment of a twinkling of eye, the dead in Christ shall rise, and we that remain alive shall be called to meet the Lord in the air. That's the trumpet that's going to blow out the while. And they are blowing for one reason. They are blowing to remove the body of Christ from this old planet because this planet is in a wreck. It's in a wreck. It's going to hit head on. This planet, he's going to hit head on with the word of God. And the word of God is going to smash it to smithereens. Anything that's not like God when Christ comes back to the earth, and if anything is not like God at the rapture, and if you ain't saved at the time of the rapture, you're going to be left here on this planet. You're going to be left here. When I tell the devil, you can have all this crap. You can have all this mess that you're putting down. You can have all the money. You can have all the pretty women. You can have all the cars. You can have that junk. That's junk to me because I'm going to a better place. And those that know Jesus Christ is going to a better place. There ain't going to be no more hatred down in heaven. There ain't going to be no more lying and cheating, backbiting, and, 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 and killing and murdering in heaven. There ain't going to be none in the millennium reign, less only that. Woo, God is going to get rid of this stuff. But first, he's got to work at it and work at it and work at it till he reduced down the population of the earth. And he's going to do it. Why? Because Satan is going to give man an opportunity to make a choice. Satan said, if you take me, you can have all the goodies. But if you take this cross, we're going to get rid of you. And, the, and, and Jesus said, what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? If you lose your soul, that means your soul will be lost forever. Forever you will be lost. Lost, lost without the cross. And the world today is people are dying without the cross. And when you die without Jesus Christ in your life, hell, 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 Will be your home. Don't go. Because number one, you got a way to escape is at the cross. The only way you're going to escape it during the tribulation is that you will not receive the mark of the beast or you get saved before you die after the tribulation, after the, the rapture is taken up. Because there's going to be death after the rapture and there's going to be an opportunity for people to choose whom they're going to serve, the Antichrist or the true Christ. By faith, the true Christ, by works, people are going to believe that this man coming on the scene is Jesus Christ when he will not be Jesus Christ. It will be the devil. The devil is coming to the earth. He's in first and second heaven now. All these UFOs and flying objects that you see in, in, in our planet, all these Nephilims and all these weird creatures that you see, these are demonic activity, witchcraft, voodoo, all this is demonic activity, and it's going to increase and increase upon the planet as we get close to the, uh, of the rapture of the church and then the seven-year tribulation. The Trump, the devil hates, listen, the devil hates the trumpets. The devil hates trumpets because whenever a Bible event happened in the Bible, and God blow trumpets, that means something is going to happen. Something is going to happen after a while. There's going to be some trumpets blow during this year in the Jewish 
the Jewish teaching. They're going to blow some trumpet, cause a soul fire. The soul fire is going to be blown by the Jewish people. And this year, trumpets that the Jews are going to blow are going to sync for match with God's trumpet. It's going to match up with God's trumpet, and God is going to do some trumpet blowing. But these trumpets blowing, which is Rosh Hashanah, and we got three more Jewish feast days to be fulfilled. And the next one is going to be fulfilled. It's called the Feast of the Trumpets. The next one is called Feast of Yom Kippur. The next one is called Feast of Tabernacles. These feast days is yet to be full in the Jewish teaching. The last four has been fulfilled. The last four is the Feast of Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread, and Feast of First Fruits, and Feast of Pentecost has been fulfilled. Feast of Passover is a resurrection. Feast of unleavened bread is Christ dying. Feast of first fruit represents the resurrection, which happened a couple days ago. Next one is Feast of Pentecost. That's been fulfilled. And the Feast of Pentecost will be fulfilled in June. In June, it would be fulfilled. And then that represents the birth of the church. For 2,000 years, the Jews have been blowing Pentecost, Pentecost every year. But for 2,000 years, they had to decease in blowing the trumpets because they were rebellious and they weren't up on blowing the feast of what? Pentecost. But now, since 1948, the Jews are back in line, and they know that there's three more feast days to fulfill. So the next feast feast day to be fulfilled is the Feast of Trumpets, which will happen in September. September is the Feast of Trumpets. That's when the Jews blow the trumpet, and I believe the Lord is going to blow his trumpet. And these trumpets are going to change the world because this is the month of the rapture. Mm-hmm. The month of the rapture is September. That's the rapture month. I don't know what day, nor what hour, or nor what time, but September is the rapture month of the church. 600 years or more. These trumpets has always represent the closing of the church age. But now, we're living in that time where these trumpets are going to be blown and the rapture of the church is going to occur. And after that is the beginning of the tribulation period and the Antichrist will come. And in the, in the eighth chapter of Revelation, we see some trumpets that's going to be blown, which is seven. Seven trumpets will be blown. And I'm going to try to describe each trumpet with blow because these are awful blows. These are awful sound. It's going to be devastating. It's going to be devastating when the rapture occurs because then many people will be missing from the planet Earth. Planet Earth. Planet Earth will be missing billions of people raptured from around the world. Every continent, every continent will witness it. Somebody will be missing on every continent, on every country. Why? 
because these are the people that have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and been washed in the blood of the Lamb, and they will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we be with the Lord forevermore. So that's the trumpet that's going to devastate the world. But after those trumpets blow, in the book of Revelation, starting at the uh, at the eighth chapter, we'll run on down there and let you see what the first trumpet blow in the book of Revelation. What happens after the trumpets are blown in heaven, and when it's blown in heaven, it will have an effect upon the earth. So listen, in the eighth chapter of Revelation, because Revelation now, in the eighth chapter, the church is not here on the earth. And since the church is not here, judgment is going to fall. This is what the people are going to witness after the rapture of the church. The rapture of the church happens at the fourth chapter of Revelation. Let's get that. Let's get that and read that, and I'll show you where the rapture of the church will occur in the book of Revelation, the fourth chapter. It says this. Fourth chapter says, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was it was a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither. That's the church. Come up hither. And I will show you things which must be hereafter. In other words, after the trumpet blows, the church is raptured, John said, the angel said, I'm going to show you what's going to happen after the rapture of the church. He says, come up here, I will show you things which must be hereafter. Immediately, I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one, and one set on the throne. That's the judgment of the church. That's when the church leaves earth. God is going to open up a portal in heaven, and the church is going to be zipped out of here. And the twinkling of an eye will be gone. That's the fourth chapter of Revelation. That's it. That's the rapture there. John was caught up in the spirit. When he was caught up in the spirit, he was changed. And by him being changed, we have a new body. So now... The church will be at the judgment seat of Christ. And by being at the judgment seat of Christ, the church will be in heaven for seven years while earth will go through the seven-year tribulation. Now, after this trumpet go, we will find in the book of Revelation the first judgment trumpet that will be blown in the book of Revelation in the eighth chapter. Listen what this angel, first angel, sounded. It says in 8 and 7, 8 chapter 7 verse. Now listen, every trumpet that blows is a disaster. And the people left on the earth will witness these disasters. Just like these storms are tearing up across the cities and tornadoes and hurricanes and floods and rain, well, it's going to be devastating after the rapture. Listen. To the seventh verse, the first angel sounded, and there followed hell and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast up on the earth. The first 
trumpet judgment, this will be literally and will be fulfilled of the prophecy of Joel. Joel, the second chapter, 30th verse. This is similar to the seventh plague up on Egypt. And the third part of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. It probably referred to the part of the Mediterranean area being affected even through all of this affect entirely the earth. All this will affect the whole world, as would be obviously the greatest concentration will be on the Middle East. So this year, hell and fire will fall to the earth when this first angel blows the trumpet. It's warning you. This is judgment coming. Hell mingled with fire with blood was cast to the earth. All right? It was cast to the earth literally. The trumpet blow, an event happened. Do you realize that the people that don't like Trump, you know why they don't like Trump? Because he's the last Trump. And Trump is blowing the trumpet. He already done warned there's going to be a World War III. He's already telling the world we're going for a fall, although he wants, to Amer- he wants America to become great again. But America cannot come great again off of what he says. America can only come great by repenting of their sins because America have done some low-down, dirty, rotten, blaspheming spirits, have blasphemed God so bad. Ooh, America has become rotten to the core almost because God still got some got a few people in America, amen, they're standing up for Christianity and standing up for good moral values and standing up to love people and treat people and standing up for the birth, death, and the resurrection and the second coming of Jesus Christ. So what we got now, a part of the world in the Mediterranean era will be rained down out of heaven with what? Let's see what the Bible says. It says, hell mingled with fire with blood they were cast to the earth. And the third part of trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. This is a gentleman. Trump is the last Trump. Trump is trying to tell the world something. Something's getting ready to happen. That's why they want to get rid of Trump, because he's telling the people something that they don't want to hear. And since his name, now his name is last name is Trump. Out of what? Out of 2,000 years. Check this out. 2,000 years of all our presidents that were named. How come, since we're living in the end days, just before the rapture, the last president we had was named Trump. And when Trump came in, he mingled up a lot of things. He talked about people face to face, and he was doing stuff himself. But he was some of that he was telling was the truth, and people don't like for what he said because he was telling the truth. And he's saying now there's a World War Three coming. Well, he ain't the first one to say it because it was Ezekiel that prophesied. 2,600 years ago, that there's a end time war coming that's called the Battle of Gog and Magog, Meshach and Tubal, and it's going to be Russia that starts the World War III, and they're on the verge of it right now. But during the time of the trumpet blowing, it's going to get worse. 
It says in the book of Ezekiel that five nations are going to lock up with Putin and they're going to come down on the holy mountain of Israel because Russia no longer have a mighty army. They're running out of fuel. They're running out of food. And people are getting tired. And they're talking about getting rid of Putin. But they can't get rid of them until it be fulfilled. And the fulfillment, World War III is coming. Yes, go to church. But you better be right with God. Because if you're not right with God, you're going to see this at the time that it's going to happen. So first trumpet sound, it was mingled with what? It was mingled with fire, with blood, and was cast to the earth. After that, the second trumpet blew. And the second angel sounded, and it was of a great mountain, burning with fire, was cast into the sea. More likely, this will be a giant meteorite which will fall into the Mediterranean Sea. And a third of the sea became blood, similar to that which has taken place in Egypt so long ago. Yes, there is a meteorite. NASA, N-A-S-A. NASA has spotted this thing. And they said it's headed this way. And if it's headed this way, the book of Revelation says that a meteorite is going to hit right into the Mediterranean Sea. And when it hits into the Mediterranean Sea, it's going to do what? It says, and a third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. And the third part of the ship were destroyed. This then that concerns what? The part affected by the meteorite or by whatever manner God choose to do this. There's a meteorite on this way to this planet. The planets. NASA's already spotted this thing. And it's on it's on its way. And it's on its way because we are closer to the rapture. And this year won't happen until the rapture, until the body of Christ. We knew because God is not going to let his body stay down here and take the judgment for wickedness. This is judgment upon wicked, lying, cheating, backbiting, whoremongering, uh, all kinds of low-down, dirty, rotten stuff that the devil has got men doing. God said, I'm going to rain down. Fire, I'm going to rain down a meteorite. It's going to hit the Mediterranean Sea. It's going to kill the fish and destroy the ships that's in the sea. It's going to call a tidal wave, a tsunami. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fearful. This is going on on the second trumpet the second trumpet, the third trumpet. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it was a lamb. And it fell up on the third part of the rivers and up on the mountains of the waters. And the name of the star was called Woodworm. And the third part of the water became wood, wood, wormwood. And many men died of the waters because they were made 
bitter. Well, here's another angel sound, a trumpet. And a star fell from heaven. And it says here, more than lightly, another meteorite, two. A third part of the land area speaks of the old Roman Empire. This huge meteorite which will fall will carry with it the properties of the bitter, nauseous plant known as wormwood. Conceivably, this could be the lives of hundreds and thousands, if not millions. This year's meteorite that's going to fall called wormwood is so bitter that when this meteorite hits this water and the rivers, it's going to make the water real bitter. That if anybody drinks this bitter water, they will die. You say, well, how can God be so cruel? No, God ain't cruel. You're cruel. You have rejected, the world has rejected God's love and his mercy from the time of the Garden of Eden all the way across to the time of the end. God has loved this and nourished this world and loved this world and long-suffering with this world, gave his only begotten son for this world to save men from sin, death, hell, and the grave, and man is spitting their tongues out. They're They're giving God the middle finger. They're kicking him. They're spitting on him, they're saying he ain't dead, he dead, he ain't no good, and we don't need God. Well, so God said, if you don't need me, guess what? You're going to need me before I need you. Now you got to suffer the judgment. And so now instead of drinking all that sweet water that I've rained upon the earth and all the mercy I give you upon the earth, you're going to drink woodworm, woodworm, so bitter that if you would taste a little bit of it, you would die. That is a third trumpet. The third trumpet, devastating, awesome. No man can bear it. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Man rejected the gift of God. Man spit at the gift of God. Man's trumped all over the gift of God. Man go to church and walk all over the cross and, and, and don't have no uh, authentic meaning of what the blood of Jesus Christ is all about. And man says now, God says now, after the rapture of the church, those that are not saved, they will have to drink woodworm. And if they drink it, you're going to die. And you're going to die most likely in your sins. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap it. And man has been sowing wickedness. For 6,000 years, man has been sowing wickedness. And God said, I'm tired. I love you, but I'm tired. I'm tired. I can't do nothing else. I can't do nothing else to save you with. I ain't got nothing. This is what God is saying. I ain't got nothing enough to save you with. If you don't accept my son, Jesus Christ, there's nothing enough after him. He is it. And the world said, no, I've got Buddha. No, I've got Shinto. No, I've got Scientology. Scientology and all that crap ain't going to save you. There's no blood in it. There's no sacrifice in it. There's no death in it. There's no resurrection in that kind of 
messed up religion. Here we got Jesus Christ, son of the living God, God himself, the creator, the maker, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the I am. He did it all, and by him doing it all, he was the only one that can save you. That's the third trumpet, woodworm, wormwood. You got two meteorites that fell already. The fourth trumpet. The fourth angel sounded, and a third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars, so as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. Once again, let us emphasize the fact that these judgments are, are not symbolic. They are literally. Jesus said this would happen in the book of Luke 21 and 25 through 26. Let's go to Luke. Let's go to Luke 25 and 26. Woo, let's go to Luke right now. Man, let me, let me walk and talk with you a little bit. 21 and 25, St. Luke. Twenty-one and twenty-five. Twenty-one, twenty-five. Twenty-one and twenty-five says, "This is what it says." Twenty-one and twenty-five in the book of Saint Luke. Twenty-one, twenty-five through twenty-six. 25 says, and there shall be great signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's heart failing them for the fear and for the looking after those things which are coming up on the earth, the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then they shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, lift up your heads for your redemption, daughter. Now, this is Jesus telling you this tribulation period is going to be so awesome and so devastating that a heart attack will become common. So much fear is coming up on the face of the earth, it's going to cause young people to have heart attacks. It's going to have people's hearts collapsing for the thing that's going to get ready to come up on earth. Because God said, now Satan is getting ready to do his thing. I'm going to let him do it, but I'm going to put my hand up on it so you can verify that it's directly coming from God Almighty. And guess what? People are going to lose their mind. Because of sin. Sin will drive you to hell like a man with a jackhammer. And folks are letting the devil jackhammer them on their way to hell. And don't they? They just, they're just lollygagging and talking and laughing and joking and doing all this old stuff.
stuff that they're doing, but there's a day coming when the doctor ain't going to be able to help you with no kind of pill, no kind of nothing to calm your heart down because it's going to jump out of your chest for the fear that's coming up on this earth because of sin. Don't blame God. It ain't God. Don't blame God for sin. Blame the devil. Turn away from him. Get away from him. Forsake him. And believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for your salvation. And this is the fourth. This is the fourth. Lord, have mercy. This is the fourth church. This is the fourth trumpet. And I looked. This is, this is the fourth. And I beheld. And I heard an angel fly through the midst of the heavens saying with a loud voice. Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to be sounded. Here's three, three more angels have to come on this fourth trumpet. And it says, woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because these three judgments is even more awesome than the other four. These are the last three. Now, here is the fourth judgment that's coming up on earth. This is in the book of Revelation. Remember, the church is not here, that the inhabitants of the earth are going to be judged. At the same time that these events are coming on, the 144,000 will be preaching the gospel at this time, and people will be hearing the Jews preach the gospel to the four corners of the earth, and at the same time, these trumpets will be blowing. And every time a trumpet blows, an event happens. And out of all the presidents that we have had down to the hours of time, from 1776 to 2023, no man was ever named Trump. This is God's plan. This is what God's doing. God brought a man on the scene called Trump to let you know this is the last Trump. There ain't no other president going to come up that's going to be named Trump. This is the last Trump. And by him being the last Trump, that means the Trump that the church is going to be raptured up, he's going to remove the church and then hell is going to break loose and then you're going to face the seven trumpets that's in the book of Revelation. Why? Because this is the last Trump. There ain't no president coming after Trump. It will close. America, if she don't repent, if she don't repent, America is going to suffer a harsh judgment. A harsh judgment. Because she have went crazy. Our marriages are gone mad. Our young people are gone mad. 
Our preachers are lying and cheating and backbiting. Church folks don't have no concern about what's getting ready to happen on this planet. People are using all these excuses, saying, well, I can't live a Christian life. No, you can't live a Christian life until you accept him. And if you don't accept him, you're going to be buried, and your soul is going to end up in hell, H-E-L, a lot of L's on that, and it's going to be a hot place. And it won't be nobody's fault but yours, because when you get to hell, you're going to ask your question, why am I here? I went to church. I was a good person. I didn't do this, and I didn't do that, and I didn't do this, and I didn't do that. I don't care what you did or what you didn't do. One thing you're supposed to do that you should have did but you didn't do, and that is repent of your sin and come to Christ. You refused it. You, 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 you reneged it. You rejected it. You, 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 you ignored it. And so now you got to pay. Pay for your own sins. And I, let me tell you, I'm not going to pay for nobody's sin. I'm not paying for my own. I don't want my mama and my daddy and my sister, nobody can't pay for my sin. But one man can pay for my sin, and that's the God man. Jesus Christ paid for my sin by his burial, death, and resurrection. And now I can say hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Don't let nobody fool you. Come on. And repent of your sins and come on in to the fold and let Jesus Christ wash you and make you whiter than snow. That's the fourth trumpet. Three more woes to go. In the ninth chapter, let's see what the fifth trumpet is like. The fifth trumpet says, and the fifth angel sounded and a star fell, a star fall from heaven into the earth. And to him, the star, the him, a star, a star is him, so it's a person, most likely Satan. And to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit. And there arose smoke out of the pit. The smoke of a great furnace and the sun and the air were darkened by the reason of the smoke. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. And unto them was given power as a scorpion of the earth to have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither the green things, neither any tree, but only those which have not the seal of God in their forehead. And to them was given that they should, what, not kill them, but they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion, which he striketh a man. And in those days, in those days, shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shape of the locusts were like horses, prepared into battle, and on their heads where it was crowned of gold, and their faces were the face of men. And they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were the teeth of a lion. And they had breathplate as it was breathplate of iron, and sound of their wings was the sound of chariots, many horses running to battle. And they had tails, oh my God, listen to this, like scorpions. And they were Steam in their tail, and their power was given to hurt men five months. 
They had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, but in Greek tongue, it was named Apollyon. One war is passed. Behold, there come two more woes. My God, do you know what I'm saying? You know what the word of God saying? Lucifer is going to come down and open a pit out of the bowels of the earth. And when he opens his pit, smoke is going to come out. And in this smoke is going to be scorpions. These scorpions are going to have the face of men and long hair like a woman like women, and they're going to have a sting in their tail that they will sting men for five months. And men will be tortured. Men will be trying to kill themselves. Men will be jumping off a building. Men will be putting guns to their head and won't even die. Why? Because these demons will be able to attach to their bodies, and they won't be able to take their lives to separate their souls from their body. And they're going to be tormented for five months. Why? Because of sin. This is what sin brings. God is bringing judgment upon mankind, and he, 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 he's slow about doing it. It took 2,000 years. He could have did it a long time ago, but he's, he's, he's doing it slow. He, he's long-suffering that no man would perish, but all men would come to repentance, and man is licking the tongue at God. They think God is a, a cripple. They think God is a retard. They think God is some kind of little old guy that you can walk around and carry in a, a, a brown paper bag. God is God all by himself. He don't need nobody. But he loves everybody. And he loves everybody because he already proved it. He proved it when he came down here 2,000 years ago. He didn't have to come. Nobody could arrest him. Nobody could have made him go to the cross. No, he said, I love the world that I gave my only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. Yeah, I don't, people tell me, I don't need God. Yeah, you might not need God now, but there's a day coming when you won't need him. And when you call out to his name, guess what? He ain't going to be near. He said, come now. This is the day of salvation. Harden not your heart. He said, the day is going down. The sun is moving down into the sunset. The moon is getting ready to collapse. The sun is getting ready to go out. And men are laughing and joking and clowning and going here and going there. Men are saying that he's dead, but he's not dead. If he was dead, I'd like to know since he's my father, how come nobody didn't notify me? I'd like to know who dug the grave. I'd like to know who was the undertaker. I'd like to know since he's my father, how come nobody notified me? Yeah, that's what they say he did. But my God, my God is not dead. He once was dead, but now is alive, and he will live forevermore. Why don't you come and choose him? Why don't you come and choose him? Because this next trumpet, this next trumpet is heavy. This next trumpet is like this, the sixth trumpet. Listen at this. And I saw the six angels sound, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the six angels that had the trumpet, loose, loose the four angels, woo, bound in the great Euphrates River. These are evil angels, hence previously bound. The river Euphrates signals the area, it is where all begun, creation begun. It is where it will end. It is being prepared 
even now. And the four angels were loose, which prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay a third part of men. These four angels are not to be confused with the four angels in Revelation 7 and 1. These are righteous angels in 7 and 1. While these four here are evil angels, they are executors of God's wrath. Once again, this judgment will be mostly confined to the old Roman Empire. The number of the armies of the horses were 200,000 and thousands. Listen to what it says. Thousands. And I heard the number of them. And I saw the horses and the vision and them that sat on them having breastplate of fire and jackling and brimstone and the heads of the horsemen were as heads of lions and out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. By these, by these three was a third part of men killed by fire and by smoke and by brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails. For their tails were like into serpents and had heads with them. They do hurt. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of their works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk, neither repented of their murderers nor their sorcery drugs. Drugs, sorcery means drugs, nor of their fornication, nor of their theft. This man got so depraved that after these scorpions and after these horses and after the Euphrates River is dried up. And don't you know the Euphrates River is drying up now? They say by 2028 it will be bone dry. Bone dry. Don't you know they are hearing underneath the caves that was underneath the river, they are hearing men like demons and devils in chain hollering out and screaming out to be set loose. Don't you know people can go to that place right now over there by the Euphrates, by this here cave, and they can hear these groanings and, and these chains that you can hear underneath the cave. It is literally, it is real. This is authentic. This ain't no playhouse. This ain't Mary had a little lamb. This is not Jack and Jill. This is God's judgment. And it's coming during the tribulation period. And the tribulation period is almost here. Ain't too much time left. Ain't too much time left. And this time that I'm talking about is the time in which Christ will split the sky coming for the church. Coming for the church, that blessed church, that church that's spoken about. Ooh, let's see what kind of church I'm trying to get you to see. I'm trying to get you to see this church. This is the church I'm talking about the body of Christ. I'm talking about the church that Jesus Christ purchased with his own blood, his shed blood on Calvary's cross. Fifth chapter of Ephesians. 
Listen to what it says. It says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, his body, and gave himself for it, that he might what? Sanctify, set apart, and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. The water, the word is a cleansing agent. The word will clean your soul through the Holy Spirit. The word is powerful. The word is able to keep you in all circumstances. That he might present, listen, that he might present, listen, that he might present to himself a glorious, y'all hear that? A glorious church. Not having spot nor wrinkle, nor any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. You hear what I said? Without blemish. Sanctified by the blood of Christ. Sanctification can only come by the blood of Christ. And it won't be one spot nor wrinkle, nor any such thing, but it should be holy and without blemish. How in the world is God is going to present to himself a glorious church without a spot, without a wrinkle? Or how he going to do that? How in the world is he going to do that? Because I got some spots on me now in that flesh. How can I present myself? How can I present myself holy, spotless, without blemish before the judgment seat of Christ? How can I do that? I can't do it. I can't do it. Ain't no way. But I do know somebody that can do it. Nobody but Jesus can do that. How is he going to do it? Well, the first cleansing. It's when he died on Calvary's cross. His blood is able to sanctify your soul, your spirit. His blood is able to set your soul apart from sin. No longer are you a sinner when you come to know Christ. No longer your soul can sin. No longer can your spirit sin. No longer can your interbeing ever come in the power of sin again. That means that your soul is sinless. Any man that is born of God cannot commit sin. Born of God, what part? The soul is born of God. The spirit is born of God. Cannot sin no more. No sin is there. Can't see it. Can't see it. And since the soul and the spirit is sinless, but yet still I'm in a carnal body. I'm in a carnal body. I'm in the body of the flesh. And this flesh is still sinful. You got it? This flesh is still sinful. And since the flesh is still sinful, I've got to have enough power inside of me to what? Keep my body, keep my mind, keep my attitude under subjection. Got to all the time. 
So sin don't have no power over me. I got the victory over sin. But yet still my body has a tendency to sin. So what I'm doing, I'm working out my own soul salvation, fear and trembling before God. Apostle Paul said, look, I got a problem, I got a problem, I got a problem, I got a problem. What is this? What was Apostle Paul's problem? Well, let's see what Apostle Paul said. In the book, of the eighth chapter. Let's go to Romans. Go to Romans eighth chapter seven. All right. In the eighth chapter of Romans, we see Apostle Paul. In the eighth chapter, let's see. Apostle Paul said, Listen to what Apostle Paul said so we can get an understanding when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ or when the church stands before the judgment seat of Christ, what condition will they be in? All right, here's Apostle Paul talking about that carnal man and the spiritual man. He said, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, soul under sin, for that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But that I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more that I do it. But sin, uh uh-oh, but sin that dwelleth in me. Listen now, but sin that dwelleth in me, for I know that in me, that is what my flesh, listen, for I know that in me, that is what is, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is Good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more that I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Woo, do you hear what he's saying? For I then, for I, 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 I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. 
For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, the soul, the spirit, the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warned against the law of my mind, and bring me into captivity to the sin, to the law of sin, which is in my members, which is in my eye, my ear, my mouth, my my my, my everything, all my members is 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 is, is, is contagious with sin. It's in that, he said. Now listen. Now listen to this. He said in the 24th verse, Oh, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? You know what's in the body? You know what's in the flesh? Death. Death is there. You can't get away from it. Who shall deliver me from this body of this death? I thank God through who? Uh-oh, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then, the mind, I myself, serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? I am saying this. The only way that Jesus Christ is going to present a what? A perfect sinless church all the way around, realizing that the soul that's born of God cannot sin, but this body will sin. And by his sinning, here's what's got to happen before this church will be full, complete, the way God said he's going to present him a Spotless church. Listen, in the book of Corinthians, in First Corinthians, in the book of First Corinthians. 15 and 52, 15 and 52. Let's see what it says. 15 and 51, let's see. The ultimate glory. This is the ultimate glory of the church. Here's what that got to happen before we come to the ultimate glory. We say now. And and, 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 and and we we got a war to fight. We were fighting against that flesh, world and the devil. But the Holy Ghost keeps me on keep my body under subjection. We still gonna have problems and situation. And you still can be saved. God ain't gonna take your salvation because you the flesh is acting up. This is what it says. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. There we got that trump again. Can't get rid of that trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, 
and we shall be changed with what? Put on a glorified body. A glorified body. See, this body, sin is in this body. So we got to have a glorified body before we go at the judgment seat of Christ. So in a split second, in a split one thousand of a thousand second, when the trump sound, the dead in Christ shall come from the grave. We that remain alive shall be changed in a split second from a mortal body to an immortality body. Let's read a little further. For the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For the corruptible sin nature must put on incorruption, a glorified body, with no sin nature. No sin nature, that glorified body. This mortal must put on immortality. This mortal subject to death must put on immortality, will never die. So when the corruptible sin nature shall put on incorruption, the divine nature, in total control by the Holy Spirit, this mortal shall put on immortality. Then shall we say, then shall we be brought to pass sin, and it is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, grave, where's your victory? For the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks to be God, which give us the victory over, of victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unremovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. This is why we're going to get there. That's why eternal security is guaranteed. There ain't no dropping out, backing up, lost and found. God don't God don't have no lost and found department. When the Lord saved you, He saved you forever. When He saved you, He does not save the body. He does not give you a glorified body when you get saved. You got that same body you were born with. That same body got all kinds of sins and stuff in it. The only way that you can overcome that uh, uh, sin of the body is you got to be in the Holy Spirit, walking in the Holy Spirit, talking in the Holy Spirit, doing what God has called you to do. Huh? Work out your own soul salvation, fear and trembling before God, for we know that the day is approaching. So this body that I got is not perfect, but I'm headed for a glorified body, a body like, a body like Jesus Christ had. When he come back, he come back in a glorified body that you can see, touch, feel, everything. He had no blood in him. He had no heartbeat. This body is a spiritual body, meeting a spiritual soul and spirit by the Holy Ghost. So if you are born again and you have the Holy Ghost in you, 
at the trumps of God, they sound this soul and body, this soul and spirit and body. The body will be changed into a spiritual body, connect up with the Holy Ghost and your spirit, and we become a spiritual being, all spiritual, no flesh nowhere. You will be perfect. You will be perfect. That's when you become perfected forever. You will never, you will never, you will never, you will never experience sin anymore. Sin will be wiped out. You will be a completely sinless body, and you will be able to live with Christ forever, only through the power of the blood of Christ by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, you get your new body, you will be with God forever and ever and ever and ever. And all those that made the rapture will be there at the judgment seat of Christ, and you will be getting your rewards according to your works while you was here on earth at a period of time, you will get your rewards. There's six rewards, wood, hay, and stubble, or gold, silver, and brass. It depends on the work that you did for Christ, whether you get gold, silver, and brass. The wood, hay, and stubble will be your reward for what? For the works that you've done in the flesh. So the flesh profits nothing. Only the Spirit of God will profit you rewards. You will lose your reward, but your soul will be saved at that day of the judgment seat of Christ because Christ paid for your sins forever. Your past sins, your present sins, and your future sins. Jesus Christ is coming back after a church. And that church cannot meet him until he changes that physical body into a spiritual body. And that body depends upon you getting a changed body, depends upon your salvation that you acquired at the cross. Not going to church. Not saying that going to church is wrong, but just going to church for 40 years and 60 years and 80 years and and 30 years and 40 years, and you never, 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 never accepted, repented of your sin and received Christ in your life, you will die and go to hell, and there you will get a, you'll get a, a, a body that's indestructible. It will fill the fire and brimstone forever. You will get a body that will not burn up. You will get a body that worms will constantly eat at it, but you will never be eaten up. You will get a body that will feel pain and agony and eyesight. You will regret the day you were born. You're going to wish you never were born if you miss heaven. No, miss heaven. This is Elder Bazard. I want you to think about your soul. I want you to think about the word of God. I want I want you to think about what Christ done for you. What Christ done for the whole world. What he done for the whole world, he will never do it again. 
This is only a one-way pass. Don't miss heaven, please. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care how long you've been going to church. Have you ever really repented? Have your life ever been changed from hatred, from lying, from backbiting, from swearing, cussing, from things that, 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 that can hinder you from coming to Christ? If you receive Jesus Christ, I guarantee you there's a change in your life. And that change will come when you admit that you've been playing a hypocrite, that you've been trying to fool folks, that you've been trying to fool God, that you have a form of God, but you ain't got no power. You don't love Christ like you're supposed to. you got to love Christ in order to please God. you got to love Christ with all your mind, all your soul, all that you got. You got to love Jesus because he is the only one. Not the Pope, not the evangelist, not the preacher. They can preach till their head fall off. You got to come to Christ. And you got to admit that you're just plain wrong. You're wrong trying to fool God. You're wrong trying to fool people. You're wrong having a form of godliness and they ain't got no power. You're wrong for playing the hypocrite. You're wrong. And when you admit that you're wrong and you repent of your sins and you come to Christ, you got to come to him in a repentant spirit. Except you repent. And repent means to turn from what? Sin. Dirty fornication, homosexuality. Turn. Turn from alcoholism. Turn. Turn from the way you behave. Turn from unbelief. There's some people who are nice and sweet and kind and and don't do certain things, but they're walking in unbelief. They don't believe that Jesus Christ died from them. They can say it on their lips, but their hearts is far from them. Your own righteousness is like filthy rags, dirty, ragcloth rags. And God, cannot tolerate sin. He cannot put up with it in heaven. In the new kingdom that's coming, sin will not be able to be in God's presence. The last dispensation that God is going to deal with is the sin of unbelief. He's going to prove to every angel, every wicked angel, every every holy angel, he's going to prove to every human being, every entity, every creature that there's one sin you cannot blame on the devil. going to prove it. And that sin is unbelief. Because the devil believes every word in this Bible, and he knows this Bible. And he trembles. He shakes. He has nervous collapsing and breakdown. He shakes at the name of Jesus Christ when it is presented to anybody the right way. Demons shake at his name, and God's going to prove it. 
that there's one sin you can't blame on the devil during the millennium reign. Let me tell you what's going to happen during the millennium reign. God is going to cleanse the earth. And those that came through the tribulation will be in their natural bodies. And they will be saved. But the judgment of the nation will happen between the end of the tribulation and the beginning of the millennium reign. He will judge all the nations. And the nations are going to sit on one on the left and one on the right. And he's going to look at all the nations and those on the right, those on the left, he's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. He's going to say to the ones on the right, which are sheep, come into my father's house and be blessed because you know me and you know me through your heart, not your head. And he's going to take those and let them enter into the millennium reign, and they're going to repopulate the earth. Just like Noah, only eight people were saved. But through Noah, the earth was repopulated until this present day. Well, God is going to depopulate the earth, take all those that are saved in their natural bodies to reproduce and replenish the earth during the millennium reign. He's going to bring back longevity of living a long time, a thousand years. You'll be able to live 800, 500, 600 years. Only sin that you, God, will deal with is unbelief. And if anybody do anything vastly during the millennium reign, the Bible says Jesus Christ is going to rule the world with a rod of iron. It's going to be demanded that if you mess up, your execution will come right away. During the millennium reign, there won't be no jailhouses. There won't be no racial discrimination. And if it's it, anybody want to try to act like that, they're going to be punished right away. There won't be no whorehouses. There won't be no child molestation. There won't be no family breakups. There won't be no divorces. There won't be nothing that God can't handle during that time of period to prove to man that man is totally depraved. Depravity. Man is totally lost without Jesus Christ. It's going to prove that every human being on the planet, from Genesis to Revelation to the millennium reign, everybody needs a Savior. Nobody gets by and enter the millennium or enter the kingdom of God without knowing Jesus Christ. Do you know him tonight? Do you know him tonight? No, you think you, think you can make it on your own? You need to renew yourself. Now is the time. Now is the time. Jesus Christ is coming soon. I experience my teaching, my time of study, my time of the seven feast days and the 58, almost 58 years I've been handling this gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe with my heart and all my mind, all my soul, Jesus Christ is coming this year. I ain't setting no date, no hour, but he's coming in the month 
of September because that is the trumpet month. And this is the last trumpet. Trump is assigned to the world, and the world is ignoring it. They're trying to get rid of Trump. They're trying to get rid of the trumpet. You cannot get rid of the trumpet. Because the trumpet is a day when it blows its awareness, its, its repentance, its remorse. It's preparing for what? Preparing to meet your God. When the trumpet was blown at Jericho, Jericho failed. Mount Sinai, the trumpet was blown. The people didn't even want God to talk to them. They say, we don't want to talk to God. Let us talk to Moses. Anytime a trumpet is blown in the Bible, something happened. You need to know Jesus tonight. Don't let me go off the air without you telling you exactly how to receive Christ. You've got to admit that you are a sinner or you are a hypocrite, and if you're a backslider, that means you can be restored. You're still saved. You're still saved if you ever got saved. The only thing you got to do is repent and get busy. You get busy. You got to read your Bible, study. Uh, 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 go, go, go to a good Bible study where they're teaching the whole Bible the right way. You ain't getting to heaven because you don't smoke. You ain't getting to heaven because you don't do certain things. You're getting to heaven by Christ. That's it. That's it for a pit. I ain't changing my mind. The Bible ain't going to change his mind. There ain't no other way. Jesus Christ is the way. Apostle Paul said in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth. Hmm? Let's see what it says. Romans 10 and 9. 10 and 9 says this, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart, God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Confess that Jesus is Lord of glory, the Savior of men, that he died on what? The cross, that we may be saved. Pertains to the bodily resurrection of Christ. Obviously, it is that simple. Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by God himself, he is Christ. Present the word believing is made of thinking, not of feeling. The believing has to do with believing Christ and that his sacrifice of himself atoned for all sin. When faith comes forth from its silence to announce itself, to proclaim the glory and the grace of the Lord, its voice is confession. That's all simple, one, two, three. You don't have to work and strain yourself to try to stay saved. I got to do a certain thing to get saved. No, he said confess 
that which you are a sinner and said, for Jesus Christ, he became sin, took your sin, nailed him to the cross. You confess that and believe that, rely on that, and let the world know, I confess that Jesus Christ died for me, and I ask him to come into my life, and I repent of my sins. I'm sorry for what I've done towards God, because I know he's a holy God. He hates sin. And by me accepting Jesus Christ, I'm made to become a child of God, the son of God, one of God's sons. Thank you, Jesus. My friends, this is Elder Bazaar. I love you out there. I want to keep on going in the name of Jesus. Don't forget the don't forget the trumpets. These trumpets are awesome. These trumpets is the judgment upon the world. And we're seeing a prelude of it now. Volcanoes, earthquakes, pestilence, diseases, people killing, school shooting, young girls, prostituting, men, women, swapping wives, homosexuality, lesbianism, sodomites. Men are going mad. Men are being driven into the pits of hell, and the devil is laughing, he's joking, he's playing. He said, I'm trying to get everybody I can, and the ones I don't have, I'm trying to get them, but he's a lying wonder. He's a wonder out of the pits of hell. He used to be one of the most gorgeous angels that God has ever created, and he became a dragon, a beast, an animal, lower than man, lower than anything. And he's got man crawling up on the ground like a snake. Don't be like that. God said, I came down here to die for your sins. I was crucified. I was mossified. I was stripped down to almost a nude. I was whipped beyond recognition. I was yanked on and spit on and kicked on and put in a grave and left for dead. But I got up on the third day morning for your justification. Now, come on. What else could you do? You just was to come on in because if you don't, you're going to be sorry you ever was born. Don't be like that. Father, I thank you for the word tonight. I thank you for anybody out there that listening to me, that they've accumulated something in their heart and their mind and their soul to realize that Jesus Christ is the answer. Don't care what they done done, what they done said, you will forgive them. The only thing they got to do is say, right where you're at, you confess with your mouth. You believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead for your justification. Say, Lord Jesus, come on into my life right now. I'm sorry. I repent of my sins. And I believe. I believe. I believe right now, not by feeling, but by faith. I believe that with all my mind, heart, and soul, your Holy Spirit can enter into my spirit and my soul, and I can be a child of God by faith. This is Elder Bazaar, watchman on the wall. Y'all continue to pray for me wherever you're at. Don't forget about me. I'm pressing on to the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus, until I can't say it no more. But I tell you right now, get ready. Get ready to rapture.